You're about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. All Hallows Eve, the one day of the year it's socially acceptable to play dress up. The only question is, who do you want to be? There are costumes to make men feel like boys again, or turn little girls into queens. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. Tonight we watched season three, episode seven, How to Succeed in Bassness. Original air date October 26th of 2009, written by Sarah Goodman, directed by Joe Lazarov. Chuck asks Serena for help in publicizing his new hotel, which leaves Blair feeling left out. Dan is uncomfortable watching Olivia's on-screen sex scenes, and Jenny has to choose between Eric or her role as Queen Bee. I know, I know. But since it is Chuck's opening of The Gimlet, which is the club's uh, name, I titled The Glassful of Gossip this week, Gimlet Gossip. Cute. (laughs) Theme for, as I said, Chuck's club's name, but it's a mocktail version of what an actual gimlet is, gin, lime juice, and simple syrup. So we went with lemon seltzer, limes, and the twist I added was these ice cubes that I dyed purple by using cabbage, purple cabbage, just to make it more of a a Halloween spirit. And then to even make it more fun, we put a little gold luster dust on it and it just looks so cool so fun i'm obsessed with how it looks and now that i'm thinking we forgot the cherries oh and we forgot the cherries we're gonna add frozen cherries we're gonna add frozen cherries it probably wouldn't taste as cabbagey with the frozen cherries it's okay it's such a cool looking drink and if halloween's a go this year i would love to do something like that right i think i got inspired by i think it was either tasty or Epicurious, one of those, and it was a margarita with this ice cube in it. And I said, oh, we don't have to use alcohol. We could do it with whatever. Yeah. And it was just fun, except my ice cubes, they weren't, I got this idea, it came on to me late, and so I put the ice in. You have to let the water cool when you do the cap. It's, you know, so the ice wasn't fully, completely hard, but it's still fun. We still got the effect. Oh my gosh, I loved it. Yeah. Obsessed. Thank you. Okay, so going to start the episode out talking about the Rufus Lily and Jenny and Eric situations. We begin with Rufus carving and painting pumpkins for Halloween. So he cute. loves it. And uh, Lily and Jenny are going through Jenny's closet. Lily wants to get rid of Jenny's old clothing, claiming it doesn't fit her and it isn't her anymore, but Jenny insists that all of her clothes fit her perfectly and she wants to keep them. Mm -hmm. Very poetic for what's happening in her life. Uh, Am I the old me or the new me? I'm not really sure. On the way to school, Eric and Jenny are discussing Halloween and how Rufus wants them to dress up. I think he wanted them to go as the Ramones, which would have been really cute as all of them together, but... They get to the Met Steps, where Jenny meets up with her minions with her yogurt. And, of course, they leave the skins on the almonds. Of course. Oh, my God. They have to go return the yogurt. When they leave, Jenny sees Jonathan and Eric sitting higher than her on the Met Steps. And she begs them to move because if they're sitting higher than her, then it looks like she doesn't have control of the school. So 
at first they appease her and Jonathan thinks that that mask that she's wearing at school is starting to really come over to everyday life and he doesn't like her attitude. Clearly. Nobody likes the attitude. he sees right through it. Right. And Eric does give her the benefit of the doubt at first. Like, well, you know, this is only for school. She doesn't do that when she's at home, which we haven't seen her really at home with him. So we don't know how she's acting towards him, but... At the Vander Woodson's, Rufus comes home with a bunch of candy for the trick-or-treaters. And in the chat, I was saying, I guess when you have a Dylan's candy bar, like, at your disposal, you don't need to go to the regular supermarket and get candy. You get these big-size items. I mean, that was always the dream as a kid, to get full-size candy bars. You you hit the jackpot when you reached a house who gave out a full-size candy bar. Yeah, and you know the house. You're like, okay, every year I'm going to go Mm -hmm. to that house, and they're going to have the full-size candy bars. So he brings home all of the candy, and Lily sees Vanya, who came up with Rufus, and she says to him, I just, I can't take, I can't bear to take away his happiness by telling him that we don't ever get trick-or-treaters here. Yeah. They're in the penthouse. They're in a hotel. Well, I guess an apartment building, but one that kids don't either live in or don't want to visit. And they're not going to go all the way up. And they're not going to go all the way up. There's candy up there. Right. So she doesn't have the heart to tell Rufus that yet. The next day on the Met Steps again, Jenny's minions are presenting her with accessories to go along with her costume for Mr. Chuck's party. <laughs> and of course, none of the choices are worthy. Jonathan and Eric overhear her conversation with the minions, which is not a nice one. And Jonathan thinks that clearly Jenny has changed and there's nothing changing his mind. And he has an idea. So he decides to take himself up to the stairs above her again. And Eric joins him. And Jenny tells the two to move again. However, they refuse this time. She then gives the order. She just says to the girls, girls, pretty much. And they knew right away all of them only dumped their yogurt on Eric's head. All three of them did it, though. And why? Why why Eric alone? Right. But also, why is this the thing that you do? You just dump yogurt on on someone's head. Yeah, I guess it's a constant sway, and I swear, oh my god, so cute. Liam is looking solely clean. Uh, I guess I'm assuming Blair started all these traditions. Well, obviously, you know? yeah. So, which sucks. Back at the Vanderwoodsons, Rufus is modeling his costume for Lily and is insistent. She's still insistent that no children are coming. Maybe you shouldn't get your hopes up. And Rufus says, No, no, no. I spoke with some of them. They never think that you're home. And I assured them we'd be home this year. And he told a bunch of them to come over to get some candy. It's really cute. Yeah. As they're talking, though, Eric shows up after school, but he's coming home early. And Lily questions what happened to him. And he says, ask Jenny. What I found interesting is Lily says, I'll handle this. Yeah. She's like, oh, this one's mine. I'll do it. Even though it's not his her kid who oh it's a, a fight between both of their kids. No, I know, and it's a it's interesting how they view that that it's not my kid versus your kid. This is our kid's right. problem, which is very sweet. But and was Ruf- was Rufus not even curious? I mean, Halloween I guess, took right. over. Yeah, he he's all giddy from Halloween, <laughs> and he can't focus on that. But I guess as we see a couple episodes ago, she was nervous. They didn't know how to parent their kids together. Right. So I guess they found maybe a little bit of a groove and like this is their And she does have a bond it. with she does. Jenny. Yeah, she does. Lily ends up meeting with Jenny to see what happened. And of course, Jenny tries to defend herself to Lily, explains that Lily knows what these girls are like 
and that Eric put her in a really hard position. And you see Lily, she's listening, and she's kind of like, hmm, you know, this is not the way we do things. But but the fact that she said, I understand what you're going through. I understand what you're saying. However, I'm not going to punish you. The only thing you have to do is see if Eric still wants to go to the party with you. Right. And you have to have your friends. Apologize to him. And so she obliges to that, like, reluctantly, okay, I'll do it. But my gripe with it is when Lily said, well, you know what we have to do? And Jenny says, well, you can't tell Chuck we're not coming to the party. You already RSVP'd. I was like, my mom would have said, if you did something bad, you're not going to the party regardless if we did RSVP or whatever. Like, yeah. And that's it, a fucking punishment. Right. <laughs> and Lily can still go and Rufus can still right. go and Eric can still She's go. Like, you already told them we are coming. It's like, okay, well, you can be punished and stay home. Right. That's G- what we do as parents. But I understand Lily's approach too. Like, you guys need to work it out between yourselves. And so if Eric is okay with you coming with him, then I guess it's okay. Yeah. And also have your stupid bitches apologize to right. him. Right. Later on, Lily then pays Vanya to bring up some kids to trick or treat so that Rufus is happy. Then Rufus reveals that he figured it out because it's very obvious the three kids kept changing. And then one of them he thought says a chew, but that means hello in, I forget. Lithuanian. Lithuanian, thank you. And so Lily thought he wouldn't notice and he appreciates the effort. But from now on, they should start their own Halloween traditions, a.k.a. the hanky pink. It was very sweet, though. <laughs> I liked all of this. Yeah, very sweet. At the event, Jenny meets up with her minions and claims that Eric ratted on her, which he did, and now she has a plan to get back at him. (laughs) Jenny then finds Eric inside the party, and they pretty much agree to not talk about what's happening, and it seems as though things are sincere on Jenny's end, but outside, Jenny's minions are following Jonathan, and they throw eggs at him. This is such a shitty plan. Makes me so angry. And the fact that Jenny could go into Eric and be like, wow, I don't know anybody here either. Right. Like, you know, that's not me. She couldn't even said, hey, I'm going to need your help. And maybe Jonathan can join us in this. Heads up. Right. Like, I really need to stay on top of this. Not saying that this is the right move for her, but telling Eric, hey, I need to do something that's going to look bad. Can you help me with it? Right. Or be like, like, hey, what would you be comfortable doing in cahoots? Right. And she doesn't do that. And so she arrives home. She gets a text from her minion that the Jonathan plan went as expected. And then she sees Eric. It's clear he knows what happened. So Jenny tries to explain her motives, but really fails because there's no excuse for what she did. And she claims that she's still his friend and still his sister, but they have to keep those worlds apart. And he goes, I don't want anything to do with you in either of those worlds. I don't want any of those worlds. And so he closes the door in her face because you deserve it. Jenny, I'm so disappointed. So disappointed. And I know our listeners are like, yeah, Michelle, this is what we've been waiting for. Jenny goes to the dark side. but And and Jenny's the one who didn't even want this Right. She didn't want it. She wanted it at a younger age and a younger point in her high school career. And then she saw how bad it could affect a person. And then she didn't, but now she's back because she's born to rule, says Chuck and says Blair. So I don't know. 
I don't really understand Just it. Just differently. Right. And Just, she wanted to. She wanted to. They but got the in her ma- head. But the minions got in her head and the minions went to Blair and Blair said, well, this is not how we do it if we're a queen. And I guess she just decided to keep Do these that. minions have names? Because our other they minions do. had names. They do. They, I think they all have like S names. Oh, okay. I didn't bother to look them up. Yeah, don't bother. because They're not as important as our original trio. Um, after their fight, Jenny has made pretty much the clear decision to keep her new life and get rid of her olds. And she even throws away her sewing machine with a bunch of her old clothes that she made. Yeah. So, ouch. And then all the new clothes are on the bed and she's going to yeah, hang them up. Yeah, she's going to put that in the closet. So I'm assuming that's what Lily gave her. Oh, these are some nice pieces you should have. Right. All right. So let's go over to Dan, Nate, and Olivia. At the loft in Brooklyn, Nate has brought Dan the Endless Nights trilogy starring Olivia, which I'm assuming is based off of, you know, Twilight at that yeah, point. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> Nate explains to Dan how Patrick Roberts, who plays her boyfriend in the movies, was actually her boyfriend in real life. Nate is afraid that Dan will read a lot into the passion on the screen or he'll even compare himself to it. Oh, this was such a weird scene. It really was. So Dan seems to not understand what he's getting himself into, but does claim to have plans to do it with Olivia the next night. Right. He's telling Nate about his sex date, and Gossip Girl sends a blast that Olivia is taking free condoms. <laughs> and in the chat, we were asking, where do you get free condoms these days? I remember talking to Michelle saying, I remember in Juno, when she went to Planned Parenthood, there were the yeah <laughs> condoms in the bowl, but you know, maybe at a club. Colleges, though. College. Nate and Dan start watching the Endless Nights trilogy and a sex scene starts. And it's clear Dan is a bit uncomfortable, but Nate thinks it's quite comical. <laughs> it's also just weird that they're watching it right? together. I can't imagine like two of my guy friends putting on Twilight and then just like watching it and laughing. But also, or just watching a very passionate sexual vampire. And then like laughing. Together. But also it's awkward because this is that guy's girlfriend right so dan tries to play it cool when olivia calls and then pretends to have the flu and we'll call her in a couple of days which got me because <laughs> oh why do you i don't know about you but if i was dating someone and they didn't check on me i would be worried a that they didn't check on me too don't you want to speak with that person they're not feeling well i'll call you in a couple of days that just got me I'm like wait what yeah no so this gives him ample time to finish the Endless Night series. The next day, Olivia goes to see Dan at the loft to see how he's feeling. And she notices that the Endless Night's DVD is on the, the counter. And she thinks automatically Dan believes her to be a bad actress. And that's why he's not calling her back. <laughs> when she presses play, however, she realizes it because it was a sex scene and he felt super uncomfortable. And he brings up the tabloid rumors about the two, her and Patrick, but she denies them, saying that they were only together for for publicity. She tells Dan that she never felt anything for Patrick and wants to show Dan just how much she's into him after Chuck's party the next night. Ooh, baby. Or that night, I should say. Olivia texts Serena to let her know she'll be at the party, or both of them will be at the party. Dan and Olivia are playfully getting ready trying on costumes, and then Serena shows up. Olivia is well aware Casey wants to break up 
Olage, and Olivia is not speaking to her because of this. Right. Just dump this publicist at this point. She sucks. She's Casey. awful. Why would you want her as your publicist? Serena says she has a compromise to get Casey off of everyone's backs. Olivia should walk down the red carpet at Chuck's event with Patrick, acting like they're still together, but then she can meet Dan inside. So, of course, Dan's not really into this plan, but Olivia says she'll do it. And she says sometimes this is the way the biz works. And it's a win-win for all that's involved right now. Not right. for It's a win for Serena because Casey's off her back. It's a win sort of for uh, Olivia because she gets the publicity and also Casey's off her back then. But right. really for Dan, it doesn't really benefit him. And so... She understands that and she says, I hope I see you at the event anyway and you can see past it. Yeah. At Chuck's party, Casey does see Olivia and Dan kissing and is very angry at Serena for not going along with the plan or not going in the way that she hoped it would. Olivia also confesses to Dan that she actually did date Patrick and feels awful since she broke up with him and it broke his heart. Devastated. And then his career flopped after that in the process, and he really hasn't worked since then. Ooh. Yeah. But she tells Dan he's the only one she ever wants to kiss, and so as they're about to kiss, Serena comes in and pulls the curtain away from them because she found a path for them to escape so the paparazzi didn't get them. However, Serena has a plan to go against Casey's wishes And she tells the paparazzi, hey, Olivia and her boyfriend are over there and they're kissing. And so they take pictures of them. And then one random paparazzi is like, hey, if Olivia's not dating Patrick, who's Patrick dating? And Casey gives Serena an eye. And Serena says, well, I know what I have to do. And she says, I am. And so her and Patrick kiss. And everyone sees that as well. He dips her. And I'm sure the tabloids love it. They're like, oh, my God, it girl Serena is Right? Dating. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Right? How'd this happen? So true. Back at Olivia's dorm, Olaj discuss how they are okay with being shown together in the tabloids. And, of course, they end up having the night they set out to because Vanessa is visiting her sister. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now the bulk of the episode really is Chuck and Blair with the side of Serena. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) At the Empire Hotel, Chuck tells Blair how the hotel is not doing as well as he'd hoped. And so she suggests that they open the club a little sooner so more traffic will come to the hotel. She also suggests that he should throw a Halloween party, possibly 80s themed. But Chuck, of course, shuts it down very quickly. Blair questions his like resistant demeanor and says that. He claimed to have forgiven her about the whole speech fiasco. So he actually does just apologize for shutting her down, which he didn't have to do that. No. And says that he just wants everything to go perfect and he's feeling the weight of Bart on his shoulders and he's trying to make it his mission to be completely independent of that name and change the reputation of him in the business world, which is very honorable. Very. Super proud of Chuck. Super, gotta give him I props, believe I'm right? saying that. Yeah. But yeah. No, it's great to see someone who's trying to do better than their parents. Their parents are shitty. So it's also been refreshing to see one character on this show actually progressing every week. Yeah. Instead of going regress and then go back. Like he's Blair. Been pretty right. good this he really has. whole season yeah. so far. So he explains to Blair that he wants to do things his way and he's not really sure where that goes. And so he leaves to meet with his accountant. And of course, when he's gone, 
Blair calls a party planner to start opening up the club and doing everything behind his back, which typical Blair, she can't just leave her nose where it doesn't belong. Serena heads to work to find a very annoyed Casey over the condom photo of Olivia, and she apparently has asked Serena in the past to break up Padge and Olivia so that Patrick can stay relevant. So I guess she reps for him, she too. Must. Yeah. yeah. Serena tells Casey to do it herself if she wants to break them up so badly, but Casey tells Serena that she'll be stuck being the errand girl if she doesn't do this for her, getting James Franco's underwear. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't we all want to get James by Franco? noon. <laughs> yeah. Blair goes to see Serena at Casey's office. She is explaining to her how all of the party planning is underway, and Serena questions if Chuck is okay with this. And then, which I really like, she compares it to her situation in helping Carter, and that didn't pan out the way that she wanted it to. Like, you can't always fix things because you think what you're doing is best, And Blair's, of course, still confident that her plan will work. And she believes that Chuck always gives in once he sees how well Blair works her magic with everything. Serena gets a call from Chuck at this point asking for a publicist to help him promote the Halloween party slash club opening. And because he decided to go through with this... And then she puts it on speakerphone. Yeah, because even he though says, I don't know if I agree with this, if I was Serena, I don't agree with it because yeah. he asked, "Are you alone?" And then she looked at her best friend, which I, and said, "Am I alone?" I still, if it was Aunt and he called me and he could assume that we would be together, and he said, "Are you alone?" I wouldn't be like, "Michelle, am I alone?" No, I know, you know, but I do. I will give a nod to that, like being like, "Hey, am I alone?" And then Blair's like, "Oh, it's probably about a gift, right?" But but then I wouldn't have put it on speakerphone. No, especially w- if it's for a gift. I would have kept it to me and Blair can stay in the room quiet. Right. But he tells her that he doesn't want Blair anywhere near this party. And of course, Blair's overhearing this. She's shocked. And so when they hang up, Serena says, well, I guess Chuck hasn't forgiven you then. <laughs> the next day, Chuck is setting up for the opening when Nate drops by to see the progress. He is really impressed by Chuck and surprised that Blair isn't there. And then questions if they're fighting again. I'm like, oh, it's prying much. But I like the way Chuck responded. He says, quote, fighting would imply time and energy. This is more of an ongoing detached distrust. It's beautifully said. Very well said. And like, kudos to you, Chuck, for acknowledging that you're not okay with this. And as much as Blair is trying to force you to be, you're not. And mm-hmm. you really have to have a talk about that. Meanwhile, at Casey's office, Blair is still mad for Chuck reaching out to Serena first. And Serena tells Blair that she needs to keep her voice down because if Casey finds out about this party, she's going to tr- try and take it away from her and do it herself. So Serena would lose this whole party and lose, like, the responsibility of it. Serena also tells Blair that this day is not about her, which I loved. I love that, too. Yeah, and Chuck has 24 hours to make this party a masterpiece, so leave it alone. Like, claps for Sabrina. Sabrina? (laughs) Claps for Serena. also, this is very important (laughs) for Serena to prove that she, she is can handle this handle herself. this and worth it something to the agency. Right. And Serena also mentions how Chuck hasn't gotten his liquor license yet and doesn't really know how Bart always had his ducks in a row, mm. which we know he probably paid oh, people to do of it. Course. So this sparks something in Blair. She decides to leave but tells Serena that she has Chuck on the brain. 
Serena is being confronted by Casey for using her client list behind her back for Chuck's party. So Serena kind of has to lie. Her plan was to get Olivia and Patrick together, so she says. This is my one gripe with Serena in this episode. Other than that, I think she flourished nicely. But she tells Casey that Olivia is coming to the party alone and that their plan will work out. So Casey, of course, buys into this and agrees to fly Patrick out so the two can go together. Before the opening... Chuck is desperately trying to get his liquor license cleared for the party. While contemplating what Bart would do and how he wants to do the complete opposite of that, which I think is amazing that he said that, he receives a call then saying that the liquor license was cleared. And so he's so excited. He's telling Horace, who we remember from from season two, actually, he's going to be his bartender, which is so awesome. Uh, he's He said he did things the right way, and he's really happy that it all worked out for him. But then we pan to Blair, who's getting a text from Uncle Jack saying that now they're even. (laughs) Why, Blair? Why? This frustrated me so much. So much. At the NYU dorms, Blair and Dorota are having mani-pedis. Dorota is me getting a pedicure. (laughs) Sometimes it just hits a nerve and you just cannot stop laughing and you just can't have them touch your foot. I usually have to just grip the chair. Yeah. And it's like, you're just like, okay, it's almost over. It's almost over. It's almost over. Chuck shows up, though, with a surprise for Blair and apologizes for not getting over the incident quicker, which I'm like, you are entitled to still feel this way. You're hurt. And you're not over it. And that's okay. And, like, Blair did a shitty thing. Right. And you don't have to forgive her that easily. Just, and she's, like, pushing it on him. And she keeps harping on, well, he kissed a guy and that's why he's mad at me. No. No. You lied. Right. He has no trust in you. And so he also says he didn't intend on leaving her out of the party, which, yes, he did intend. But he wanted to do it all himself without any help. Of course, she knows about it, so he knew that she would come, but here's a dress, a beautiful dress. And then you can tell Blair feels badly for meddling in Chuck's business, even though Chuck doesn't know about it yet. Mm. At the club, Chuck, Blair, and Serena are seeing off the liquor license dude (laughs) and states that it was a pleasure working for Jack Bass. And this, of course, reveals to Chuck how he got the license in time. And he immediately blames Serena because she was the only one who knew about the party. But then she looks at Blair and says, Blair, you but, need to And Blair to looks it. at Serena like, hey, She's girl. Like, oh, you did that? You're so shitty. No, you did it. And so she has to tell Chuck that she was the one. Who meddled. Who meddled. Yeah, exactly. And then, like I said, Blair... She's like, oh, you're still mad about last week. Like, yeah, stop being so inconsiderate. Yeah. You're so, it's just uh, ridiculous. Yeah. Chuck says he cannot trust her with anything, and that's why he didn't include her, and also why he couldn't say I love you in the beginning, because he couldn't trust her not playing a game with him. Yeah, because much. this isn't a game. It's he doesn't want to play games anymore. No, and she's continually still doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's just, she's very reckless and unstable, it's in my just, opinion. When are we going to see this turn around? I know. A little bit. I don't know. But it, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, but he just doesn't need that right now. And he uninvites her to his party. So she's trying to storm out and wants Serena to come along. But Serena says she's staying with Chuck. Mm-hmm. And also, this is Serena's job right now. 
She he hired her as a publicist. Yeah. She is working with him. And no, you just tried to blame this on me. Uh-uh. You meddled and you shouldn't have. And now right. no, now I'm mad at you. At the club opening, it's clear that Nate and Serena are still upset with each other, which I totally forgot about, to be me honest. Too. <laughs> Uh, and after being uninvited in Blair's dorm room, she's questioning Dorota if she's trustworthy while cheating on a game of chess. <laughs> How ironic. <sighs> a knock so at the door true. ends up being a flower delivery guy in which Blair thinks they're from Chuck, apologizing, but it's not Mr. Chuck, and decides to get dressed up because she's going to that party on a mission. Who do you think they were from then? I thought you it was thought from Jack. Jack, yeah. yeah. You could assume that they were from him. Yeah. Inside the party, Blair finds Chuck, and she does sincerely apologize for everything because now she, like, really fucked up at all. And at least she's doing that, right? Right. But she's saying she was afraid Chuck didn't need her and wanted to show that they still make a good team. She does admit to ruining everything, which prompts Chuck to ask her if she found out that Jack's liquor license was a fake because he knows Jack and just assumed that it would be. Right. (laughs) Which Blair should have assumed that, too. Yeah. And Blair shares that Jack was the one to get her the flowers and he called them sympathy flowers because like, ha ha, I win. The both of them apparently have the same plan in motion which at is, this point, which is freaky. Right. That they like kind of knew exactly what was going to happen. And so as when this happened, this light bulb moment, I'm like, okay, if Blair, if Blair is probably not going to progress as fast as I want her to, <laughs> yeah. but maybe the two of them can work on more team things in the future and that will be a progression. That's me Okay, hoping. hey, at least you're giving her that. I'm trying. You're trying. Yeah. So, Casey introduces Serena to Patrick Roberts, who is quite happy to see her, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And Casey can't find Olivia to take a photo with him. But when she does, that's when she sees her with Dan, as I said before. As this is happening, though, the police arrive to shut down the party. And so Serena goes up to Chuck and says that you should try and explain what happened. And he says, well, I don't because I was the one who actually called them. Mm. Yeah. And so then Blair comes up to Serena and she's got like her smile on her face saying that it was a fake license and they have decided to get the party shut down and have the publicity be controlled by them before Jack could do it. So Blair is pretty much patting herself on the back and patting Chuck on the back. Like, we came up with this together. We're perfect for each other, not considering how this would affect Serena. But then they kind of do consider it because Serena says that now all of her clients have to kind of try to escape through the back door and not get promoted at this police-rated party, go on TMZ or get their picture, a mugshot taken or whatever. And Blair explains that without Serena's clients that they would have been buried in the news, but now they'll be the front page. Yeah, this is tough. Yeah. It's like, I get, I, for some reason, I automatically still am mad with Blair, but Me Chuck too. did scheme it as well. Not that it's a scheme, but he did what he could for his his right. company, his, right. you know, his club. So it's hard. I'm a, it's the I'm way Blair went about it. <laughs> right. The whole time. Yeah, Chuck was, would have been very honest and open with Serena, like, no, I need to do this. But Blair just always has to manipulate it. Yeah. So Serena asked Blair, why do you, why did you do that if you knew it was important to me to prove myself to Casey? And Blair replies, just when Serena chose Chuck earlier, she's doing the same thing. I mean, there's nothing more petty than that, right? Right. 
Blair and Chuck are chatting after they clean up from the party, and Chuck tells her that their online reservations went up 50% already due to the party raid. They make up for now, and Chuck says that she'll never be 100% trustworthy. But he also has flaws, too, and so that makes their relationship interesting. That's why they work. Whatever works, right? Sure. Chuck and Blair tell Horace that they decide to make their club a secret since they can't technically sell liquor there for at least another six months now that they have a false liquor license. And Horace says that Bart would be proud, but in the best way, which I didn't understand if that's good or bad. Right. Chuck like, smiles. Like using, making something work when clearly there's not a answer. Right. So Chuck, so Bart would be proud that he did that. Or he didn't let the business fail. Right. Or let this obstacle but stop him. it is still going to be a secret. It's right. easy that back then people kind of was word of mouth and only well, the elites holder, went. Right? Yeah. It's now he club. says he wants it to be like just keys only. Everyone comes through the back door. We'll see about this. <laughs> so Serena's apologizing to Casey about everything that happened, who is surprisingly okay with it all because all of her clients pretty much benefited from that. And for now, Serena's job's safe, but she did end up losing her purse at the hotel. So Serena goes back to try and find it. Blair catches her and acts like nothing even happened between them. And she invites her to be part of this secret club and be the publicist for that. And so, of course, Serena declines, saying, I would never work for you. And Serena says that Casey is her boss. And while it sucks that she's a bitch, Blair is her friend and she shouldn't be treating her like that. And so she tells Blair that Chuck might have forgiven her, but she definitely doesn't. Mm. And we pretty much summed up the whole episode. Yeah. It's everyone with a lot of shitty, shitty acts tonight. I know I have. A, it's hard to my pick. Shittiest. Yeah. I don't know who my MVP is. I'm leaning towards one person where I don't like. I could go with obvious MVPs. Right. But there's a, there's shittiest in there. Mostly shitty. As usual, though. As usual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going to take a break. We'll be back in a few. Okay. Hello, Three Gossip Girl listeners. My name is Adrian, and like you, I'm a huge fan of Michelle, Liz, and the It Takes Three network. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a passionate entrepreneur, podcast consultant, and the host of She's So Cool, a female empowerment podcast designed to help you uplevel your mindset and your business by providing you with stories about and interviews with strong and influential women who are pursuing their passions in life. On my show, I have narrative episodes about the lives of many household names, like Lizzo, Yoko Ono, Princess Diana, and more. I've also interviewed some really incredible women, like Ashley Flowers of Crime Junkie Podcast, Zulfa Aishak of The Cosmic Feminist, and Sam Laura Brown of The Perfectionism Project. She's So Cool also discusses the psychosocial phenomena that impact women and how to overcome them so that you can experience more happiness and success in your life and business. These topics include things like self-care, imposter syndrome, perfectionism, and more. 
I invite you to add She's So Cool to your regular podcast rotation, where each episode will inspire you to embrace who you are, love yourself fiercely, and pursue your dreams. Before we get back to the show, like many of you, I watched Gossip Girl back when it was on TV, and I stuck through to the end because I really wanted to know who Gossip Girl was. I want you to DM me on Instagram at fempowermedia if you also know who Gossip Girl is and what your reaction was when you found out. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Welcome back from break. Going to start out with our trivia as always. The title is based off the movie How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. That was the Broadway play I saw I mentioned last week. Yeah. Uh, That's the full title of it. Patrick Roberts, the star in the vampire series, has his name heavily influenced from real-life vampire movie star Robert Pattinson. Oh. (laughs) Jenny's older clothing Lily was referring to were, in fact, pieces she wore in season two. Music in the episode, we have... People Come On by Delta Spirit, Nike Town by Son of Dave, Showstopper by Peaches, In Transit by Albert Hammond Jr., Strictly Game by the Harlem Shake, One Night Stand by the Scotland Yard Gospel Choir, Freshman by Hollywood Halt, Central Park Breakdown by American Swing Ensemble. Okay, time for all of the goodness, questions, and comments. We have quite a few. Going to start over on Instagram at Mrs. Boquist, a.k.a. Jess, says she loves Prohibition and Roaring Twenties-themed events. Same. And, uh, why would Blair think it's a good idea to reach out to Jack for the liquor license? Oh, my God. So frustrating. Do you think it was wrong of Chuck to ask Serena to keep the club opening a secret from Blair? Do you think it was strictly because of his speech debacle or something else? Do I think it was fair? Yeah, so I guess what we were saying before, like, he asked her for a favor and said, I don't want Blair a part of this. Is that right? I do think it's right. Because he knows her. Yeah, and, hey, listen, you're, oh, it's hard because you're talking against your girlfriend who's also your sister's best friend. It's hard. But he went to you strictly for a favor, and she knows who Blair is. We know how Blair reacts. It's for Blair's benefit as well. Right. And that's why I was surprised that she did do the speakerphone thing. Like, well, she's not good in the moment. No, I guess not. Well, it kind of went over like her that. head. Just says Team Blair, or Team Serena. Team Serena. Team Serena. <laughs> There's no question. Not one single question. While, you know, that one tiny bit of lying to Casey, you know, wasn't the greatest. Hey, it all worked yeah, out no. for her. And, Blair was a shitty friend. Yeah. Uh, at Del underscore Vasto, a.k.a. Mike, says, Olivia and Patrick's storyline reminds him of One Tree Hill with Alex Dupre and her co-star when they had to make the sex mm, yeah, tape, remember? that's right. Which is, I love what he says here. He mentions an episode of Tree Hill Talk. We asked if there were any relationships in Hollywood that could have been for publicity. He believes that Leah Michelle and Corey Monteith were never really dating in real life. This is the tea. When they went on trips together, they would both invite their friends and stay with them separately, only spending time for photo ops, etc. The cast of Glee had to sign waivers so that the secret would never be released. 
People have said that when the cast were asked about Leah and Corey, they quickly changed the subject. Apparently, they were going to break up after the show ended, but Corey passed and the secret stayed with him. What? Weren't they engaged? I don't know. They were weren't they engaged? engaged. I don't think I they were engaged. They were really? Where did you hear this? Uh, I did do some fact checking afterwards, and there was a bunch of tweets that have been deleted, but there were a few articles that did kind of, I guess this word. Mike was getting his info from. So, wow. Hey, I could see it. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike also said to play off Vic's game last week, who would you pair from OC and Gossip Girl? He said Jack Bass and Juju <laughs> would have been, they were made for each other. Damn. His question What was your favorite costume you went as besides Little Miss Vix and Michelle? Because nothing would top that. How does he even? I guess you mentioned it. on last And I also update. have posted it yeah. and Antoine is the ironist. Uh I absolutely love Halloween. As listen, yeah. I Liz also loves Halloween. Love, love, love Halloween. And I usually have my Ruby Hollowpalooza. My favorite time of year. And I go all out. So I have to say, without naming all of them, one of my all time favorites was when Ant and I went as tattoo artists. And we bought a bunch of temporary tattoos. We tatted ourselves up and then we carried around a book of the tattoos with a water spray bottle. Right, right. And interactive. And a dishcloth. <laughs> and we're like, hey, can we tattoo you? Pick one out. And Fun. then I would you know, put the tattoo on the person and Aunt would make the buzzing sound. <laughs> and it was really fun. And I thought that was a really creative It was really costume. creative. That's I love fun. that costume. Yeah. Uh, I think... Obviously, Princess Jasmine holds a very special place in my heart, but I really did like being Posh Spice and being the Spice oh my Girls with God. you guys. See, okay, group I costumes. Group that's costumes a whole are other. so much different. I know. It's just fun. And then last year, Randy and I went as Elaine and Putty from Seinfeld. That was like the easiest and most comfortable costume I've ever worn. Yeah. So it's like, it's a toss up. There's so I love so many costumes I've done. You I know? know. Last year, Aunt and I went as Party Down. If right. you guys have never watched that show, which, hey, Mike, when you finish Veronica Mars, you should watch Party Down. Party Down, because it's Rob Thomas, same creator. And that was easy. It was a pink bow tie and a white button down. Right. Yeah. Are we having fun yet? <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. So much fun. Last year, Mike said he went as Malibu Ken. Ooh. He went in a box with the Mattel logo, wore a six pack ab t shirt, swim shorts, and a fake tan. Does he have a picture? Can you I hope send he sends this to us. He ended up winning Best Dressed. Love that. Tish also mentioned last year she was Little Red Riding Hood and handed out jello shots in her basket. Ooh, it's so cute. Allie said one year in high school she was Gothic Fairy. I thought maybe she was inspired by Peyton. (laughs) (laughs) Vic says her favorite was being a pirate because it's the most fun. Jess and her husband went as Bob and Linda from Bob's Burgers. Oh my God, obsessed. Yeah, what she said was really fun. Yes. So if you guys have pictures, please send them. I want to make like a collage and post it like on our story. That would be really fun. Yeah. All right. Tish at Letitia underscore Dominique says, this was a big step up from last week. She enjoyed Rufus and Lily's storyline and was happy to see Horace come back from season two. Blair is still so annoying. And while she understands why she did what she did, she doesn't like it. Mm. Of course. Mm-hmm. And wow, we are starting to see the Jenny everyone talks about. First Vanessa last week, and now Jenny this week. Yeah. Yeah. She gives this episode a two out of three glasses of gossip. 
Her question from Michelle, what do you think the last scene with Jenny meant? She basically threw away her sewing machine. Yeah, I think the new Jenny is going to become the... She's going to own this yeah. new bitchy queen bee mm-hmm. life. Right. And I think she's going to dress totally different now. Yeah. In a way where... She's still edgy. She's still edgy, yeah. She just got all those new clothes, so... Right, right. From Lily Bass. Yes. Lily Bass Humphrey. Yeah. <laughs> At Lisa Delore is wondering if Chuck's transformation was so quick because of the chemistry between Ed and Layton. Similar to Logan and Veronica on Veronica Mars. Spoiler for those who have not watched. Logan was never supposed to be Endgame, but when Jason and Kristen were in scenes together, they realized how good their chemistry was and started to change his character to become more redeemable so they could be Endgame. Whoa. That's the tea. <laughs> we are so pro Veronica Mars on this podcast. If you haven't already known, at Re Simpson thirteen, aka Rihanna says, not a fan of Casey, but loved Lily and Rufy as did we. Yeah, and she felt so badly for Eric and Jonathan. Her question: How long do you see Blair and Serena fighting for? Two episodes. Okay, and that's going off of just. Who's going to give in first, do you think? Serena. <laughs> okay. Vic at Music says she loved Chuck's club, but sucks it didn't turn out the way he originally wanted it to. She cannot believe Blair would ask for Jack's help. Seems to be a trend here. And she hopes that we get more Pete as well as more Olage. 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 <laughs> Questions. Where did Georgina go since Vanya is back? Yeah, where the fuck is she? <laughs> She's, is she on the island? No, she's not. Okay, good. Michelle, now that you've warmed up to Padge, when did you stop viewing him as Joe from you? Oh. I know. It's like almost... Actually, I would... A long time. Yeah. It's been a really long time since I... In season one, you think? Yeah. I would say towards the end of season one. Yeah, I think... I really don't... He really is different. And especially come in like season two. Yeah. With that whole like summer and then he kind of transitions and then opening season three i mean he's yeah. completely different so even when i watched you i was like hey his badge yeah it just it's yeah. just not the same mm-hmm. thank you to everyone who sent us their questions and comments this was a blast and we really want to see all of your halloween costumes so please, please send, send it to us okay so fashion headbands this was tricky i had seven i had two. Oh, i didn't really count no the party was the really party. hard mike said he had nine but he's pretty sure he didn't count right well clearly i didn't count right <laughs> if you guys are upwards of seven and nine there were definitely two definitive headbands at school yeah but then at the party it was like that could be a headband right. that couldn't so it was really up in the air all right, more fashion. I have to give a nod to Rufus's pumpkins. They were just so Me beautiful. Too. Not that they're fashion, but no, they I had really that good. was my first. I liked Nate's plaid shirt. He looks good, Nate. Mm-hmm. Olivia's cheetah shirt was very adorable. Blair was wearing these red boots that I really liked. They were oh. short booties. Yeah, cute. Mm-hmm. You also liked her pink skirt, right? I did like her pink skirt. Yeah, I didn't love the shirt, but the skirt itself yeah. was nice. I think the consensus with everyone is that we loved all of the party dresses. Yeah. <sighs> to that era you down. can't. It's just beautiful. Uh, I enjoyed Chuck's polka dot shirt with his uh, suit. I actually like Nate's hoodie. Yeah. He just looked very cute this episode. He's cute. Did not really like Nate and Dan's hair, though. Dan's hair looked kind of greasy. Nate's was okay. Nate's better was, than Yeah, better Patch. than Patch. 
But Dan, I don't know, just he wasn't looking as, as fresh as I liked him to be. One of the minions had a number three necklace. It was a tiny number, and I really liked that. Oh, cute. I wonder if they all have one, two, and three. I was trying to see, but I only saw the little three. And I think Jenny had a tiny elephant. I like the cute. dainty necklaces. Yeah, me too. You have anything else? I have Lily's glasses. She's always got the best glasses. I love glasses. her reading glasses. And I love, love, love Eric's whole outfit with at the, the green party. visor and his glasses Hysterical. and the shoes. Yeah. Oh, and Jenny's jumpsuit, actually. Me too, which is very fashion forward now. Yeah. I feel like nobody wore jumpsuits then. I love a jumpsuit. But it looked, she looked great in that. She's so tall and lanky that it just like, yeah, looks so good. All right. Quotes. Do you not get internet here in Brooklyn? Yeah, I have that too. Although shoulder pads could be quite heavy on my delicate frame. It's obviously about a gift. You look queen-tastic. <laughs> Dude, it's an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> you see that Horace victory. Oh, you see that Horace victory without deceit. Only surprises I appreciate are cash and gifts. Oh, Mr. Chuck, when you mad at Miss Blair, it is very tiring and I have to foot bo- I have to have foot bothering. She never makes me see Vanya or movies. So poor Dorota. Not that I don't enjoy you shirtless and with eyeliner. Yeah. Uh, I don't like where this is headed. I have a gun. You have the good one. I know. I was writing it too fast. <laughs> I, say that. I also have Perez Hilton drew tears on his own photo because he wasn't there. It's hard to love a powerful man. Jess had is she levitating? And our favorite, once in fourth grade, I had to miss recess because I purposely broke the rules of grammar. <laughs> and she also liked, remember when you chose Chuck? Now I did too. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Mike liked, well, now that I don't enjoy you shirtless, not that I don't enjoy you shirtless and an eyeliner. MVP and shittiest. Do you need to sit on the MVP? No, I actually, okay. I have MVP and I have my blue, blue ribbon. ribbon. Okay. So. All right. We're good. Yeah. Okay, so MVP. Yep. Three, two, one, Serena. Okay. Okay. Who's your blue ribbon? No, I don't have a blue ribbon, actually. Uh, My blue ribbon goes to Lily. Oh, Lily. Okay. Yeah. Well, Jess and Rihanna gave theirs to Lily. She got Vanya to bring up the kids to the apartment for Rufus, and she handled the Jarek and and Eric's... Wow. I'm giving them ship names. Jenny and Eric's situation. Well, wow, my brain farted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no that's but why serena. i chose lily yeah too. serena uh i really liked how she just put blair in her place a few times and even though like i said before the scheming with patrick and olivia like i understand why she did it and she pretty much played casey and tish and mike also gave it to serena yeah that's pretty yeah. much why i chose serena shittiest we might have some mixed here yes but uh-huh. i have my definitive shittiest <laughs> oh wow Mine's so definitive. It's been this way. I've watched it three times, and every single time I'm like, I this is it. actually, oh, I want to merge. Okay, do it. But I have one that's slightly higher than the uh, other. Okay. Makes sense. Kind of okay. like last week. Everyone was between Blair and Vanessa. Yeah. 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 All right. Three, three two, two, one, Blenny. Blair. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Do you want to say? Okay, so, and actually, who's slightly higher? On mine is Jenny. Is Jenny. Okay. And even though this whole episode, I mean, Liz sat right next to me. <laughs> I was like, Blair's the worst. I can't stand for Blair meddling, right? However, this is who Blair is. And she was trying to do it for the 
good reasons because she's so insecure and she just wants to be needed. Ugh. Jenny, though, I don't like how for this. You went through this two times now. Yeah. And you still have to lie to Eric. Mm -hmm. And you can't even fill him in. That's fucking right. shitty. She, she could have given him the heads up. We could have. She could have given them the benefit of the doubt. Like, hey, I'm like, still doing this. Right. Like the whole yogurt situation. Then they talked it out. Right. And things were good. Then when a Jonathan situation should have been like, have hey, I have to fill you in on and this. And she like lied to him. She says, oh, I tried to have them call it off. But, you know, you they lied. No, you didn't. And the fact that to the stupid fucking minions where she's like, oh, and because they were like, oh, you're he's here. First off, they should respect him because he's her brother. That's and and that's Chuck's brother, pretty sort of too. Right. I don't understand this hierarchy. It's like no, the family should right. be respected. He should be respected because he's on the same. Like that's my family. Right. So don't so, touch him. Yeah. So that's what she could have done this whole entire time. Not use Eric right. as that. Say no, he's my family. You don't fuck with him. But you, I'm not that you should fuck with everyone else. But. They will. But really don't fuck with him. But really and don't, not him. And don't and fuck Jonathan. with Jonathan. Yeah. No, that's absolutely right. The only reason why I picked Blair over Jenny is because you can argue that Jenny's a bit younger. She is, for A little sure. bit more impressionable. Um, but I, I had to give it to Blair because, like, sometimes you just have to own up to the fact that you did something wrong and that the other person is not going to forgive you right away. It sucks feeling that way. That's so true. But... If you apologize and you come to terms with like, hey, what I did was shitty and I shouldn't have done that and you recognize it and then you don't like push that person to forgive you, like that's not right. It's, it's called being an adult player, but like she just can't fathom that idea of Chuck being mad at her and she wants Chuck to trust her again and like she's proving him every single day like why he shouldn't trust her and it just pissed it's me exhausting. off this whole time. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Mike, Tish, Rihanna, and Jess all picked Jenny for the Minions and Eric Jonathan situation. Fair. Extremely like, fair. Yeah. <laughs> she could be my blue ribbon. Yeah. Patron of the week. Yes. Yay. It's patron of the it's week. Patron patron of the week. Of it's patron of the week. It's patron of the This week I chose one of our oldie but a goodie patrons, Rihanna, our lucky number 13. Rihanna! Her birthday is actually coming up. It's August 13th. So happy uh, early birthday. By the time you hear this, will be August. Yeah. So, jeez, oh the month God. really <laughs> just goes. Uh, but we wanted to thank you so much. You've been incredibly active these past few weeks sending us questions and comments. It was so nice to see you in the Netflix party these past two weeks. Just exciting to hear from our oldies. Uh, like to know that you're still enjoying us. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us for so long. You didn't have to and you are and it's amazing. And we appreciate and love you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you. So, Michelle, it's time for me to give you the title for next week. Yes. She needs a pen. Okay. Okay. The title for next week is The Grandfather Part 2. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I know. So this is Nate's storyline. Poor, poor buddy. There's a lot of Nate. Yeah. Three gossip words this week okay, are. yes. Three gossip words. Interview. Footage. Escort. Hmm. Yeah, so I can confirm, obviously, Grandfather, yes, yeah. Nate will be having right, this. So maybe the whole Nate and what's his cousin's name with the weed? Trip. Trip. 
there's something happening here. Something with an interview, trying to get a job again. I mean, I just feel like, and people have said this and confirmed it, we don't know what to do at night. We don't so know what to do with He gets really me. shitty storylines or he's banging older chicks. This right. is Or on the side, secret relationships. So, And we've seen what he is capable of as far as how extremely impressionable he is and right. how he's very easily manipulated by the Vanderbilts and the Archibalds. So uh, it's... It's just frustrating to watch him as a character because I like like you just said, like I don't think they know exactly what to do with him. I mean, part of me wants it to be like, okay, Nate somehow catches footage of his grandfather on an interview with a company or a background that he shouldn't be part of, and then it's like, oh my God, do I do I turn my grandfather in like moral versus family? Right. Yeah. That's what I would like. Do I think that's gonna happen? No, because that would probably make Nate's storyline interesting. <laughs> and it's probably not going to happen. Okay. Somehow I feel like it's going to be footage having to do with Nate. Okay. And controversial controversy there. An escort. I mean, hey, maybe he's getting an escort at this uh, point. Wouldn't that be so tired for Nate though? It, it would be, but I wouldn't su- it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. me. So those are my predictions for that. But are we ever, are we going back to Serena's dad? Soon. Okay. <laughs> Still waiting for that. And then now we're doing this whole card holder, very exclusive club. So something needs to happen with that. Maybe an escort. Maybe an escort. And then the whole stupid new Jenny on the block situation. <laughs> Jenny, the new Jenny on the block. Which I don't think these words go with her. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I think definitely something of catching either Nate in a situation or catching grandfather in a situation. Okay. Like where your head's at. Thank you. Pretty, you're pretty uh, Luke, Luke-ish Okay, one. that's good. <laughs> okay, so now that you know all that information, who do you believe to be Gossip Girl in this episode? Um, the daunting task of having to pick a Gossip Girl. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because it's only... The picture of Olivia was the only blast. Right, it was. So, so it can't be Olivia. <laughs> well, it could be. She could... Or it could be. Hmm. I don't know. This is a really tough one. Because who... And I don't think it could be Padge. Because that would be really stupid for all... Like, why would he put himself through all that? Unless right. he's, like, super crazy. Right. I'll say Casey. Casey? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because she's conniving and... right. Publicity. publicity. You'd think that they would shine more of a light on the Queen Jenny situation on Gossip Girl, but I guess because they're supposed to be the older kids' age, right. that they don't care about that constant bullshit anymore, which is so stupid. Right. We should report on all things Upper East Side, but right. whatever. I guess they pick and choose. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that is all for tonight. We thank you so much to everyone who sent us questions comments thoughts we did a bunch of polls over on instagram tonight thank you to everyone who has contributed it was really fun to read all of your halloween answers as we said michelle and i love halloween so we wanted to do everything and anything we could to just keep up that spirit we're only a few months away guys (laughs) send us your costumes yeah please uh dm us your costumes we'd love to do photos on instagram stories show everyone your costumes as well we'll put in ours too 
If you want to reach out to us, please do so at Three Gossip Girls Pod on all social media accounts. We even have a Gmail account. The links will be in the description below for that. You can also head over to our Patreon page. Check out our bonus goodies. Maybe you want to join our Netflix parties every Thursday. Tomorrow we have a Zoom group hang. Super excited about that. That's something for our $7.99 tier. We get to hang out with all of our patrons for an hour. I mean, who can say they could do that? I know, right? With their podcast buddies, you know? So much fun. Uh, And we'll see you guys next week. We thank you again for listening and have a good one. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Gossip Girls. Girls.